Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, and praise the Lord. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Blog Talk Radio with Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your host, Arthenius Colvin, coming to you from the state of South Carolina, and I am so excited to be back on air. It just seems like it's been forever, but nevertheless, I give God praise for this opportunity just to encourage, to uplift, motivate, and draw someone closer or just draw them to God. Um, I am with One Touch Transformation, which is my nonprofit organization for sexual abuse awareness. If this is your first time ever listening to my show, I just want to share a little bit about myself and a little bit about my organization. So first, um, I recently got married last year. It still seems like it was recent, even though it's going, we're getting closer and closer to a year, but it still feels like we're newlyweds. So I'm still enjoying my, my new marriage life. So this is, it's been wonderful, and I'm still on cloud nine. So I recently got married, and, which is why my last name is Colvin, and it's uh, my husband. His name is Brian, and, you know, we dated eight years and decided to go ahead and make it official last year. And let me tell you, it has been one of the greatest decisions. It it feels it feels so normal and so natural. I don't know if it's supposed to feel like that, you know, because I, I just give God praises for it and just for being able to experience marriage. And it's one of the things that I'm, I, I'm grateful for each and every day because let me tell you, let me just be honest and a little transparent. Based off of my past and the things that I experienced, um, the sexual abuse trauma growing up, yes, it was something that I longed for. But as I got older and into my adulthood, I had given up on the thought of of getting married. I honestly did not think that it was going to happen. I didn't feel like there would be anyone for me to help me along you know, my journey of life, because even though I have done a lot of healing on my journey, I know that there were still a few things that that still happen, some effects that still go on, and I just knew that it was going to be difficult to find anyone that would be able to go on this journey with me. But we know that our thoughts are not like God's thoughts. Our plans are not like his plans, and he had a plan for me, and I'm just grateful that he did, and I can happily say that, you know, I love my husband. He loves me as Christ loves the church. It took us getting married for me to realize that, you know, how Christ instructs the husband to love the wife as he loves the church, and I can say that he certainly does. But um, I'm just just overjoyed, overjoyed, still overjoyed. So, um, yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. and as you've heard a little bit, I am a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, which is what prompted me to start One Touch Transformation. I started the organization now <clears throat> nine years ago. Wow, nine years ago. January made nine years. Hard to believe that. I started the, the organization right after I, you know, came forward to share my story. So it took me 20 years to actually share my story publicly and, you know, and 20 years to even share it with my family because I was – you know, ashamed, and I carried it for so long. I tried to erase it from my thoughts. I tried to put it in the back of my head and as if it did not happen. But 
traumatic experiences, we know that you never forget them. They're always there no matter how you try to pretend or put it to the back of your head. But it took me 20 years to even speak on it and to say anything about it. And so I had gone 20 years without my parents knowing, without my family knowing. Even though we were a close-knit family, I grew up in the church, but it was just one of those things that I was still ashamed to talk about or afraid to even talk about. I, I just did not feel comfortable at the time. I felt, like I said, ashamed. I was embarrassed. I didn't want to be blamed. I didn't want fingers pointed at me. And then I was like, I didn't want to get people in trouble because I was so young when it happened. So I was around the age of six when I was molested. And it really, it it shut me down. It took away my power. It took away my voice. And it took 20 years for me to find my voice and to regain the power that was within me this entire time, even though I did not know it. So I get it why people you know, wait for a period of time before they're able to speak up about it. If you've never gone through it, then it will be difficult for you to understand that. So often I'll hear people, you know, when things like this come about in the news or if it's just the the talk right now, I hear people who, you know, who have never gone through it, they ask the question, well, why do they wait so long to speak up or why do they wait so long to talk about it or say anything about it? There are several reasons why victims and survivors do not speak up, and that's one of the very reasons when people question what happened or question why they didn't say anything. Um, there are so many feelings that go into play whenever you're going through molestation, and even when you're dealing with the past of it, um, you're dealing with the pain of hurt. You feel you're dealing with the um, shame. You're dealing with feeling just unclean and dirty and nasty, embarrassed, thinking that it's all your fault, wondering what was what was it that I did for he or she to, you know, violate me. It's so many so many questions that come into mind and so many thoughts. I mean, there is a lot. There are so many after effects. There are so many effects that last, you know, for a very long time, and people do not understand it. So I get it. They're being ignorant to the fact that uh, an, an individual waits a long time before they're able to speak up. They don't find that power within those first few years or even in that moment. They are scared. Some may even have been threatened. Some may have been bought out. You know, you just never know what an individual has experienced whenever we're talking about sexual abuse. And so I wanted to start an organization, especially to uh, the faith-based organizations and especially the church because all my life I've never known the church to really talk about sexual abuse. It's one of those things where it is just brushed under the rug. You may hear a couple of stories from here and there, and they try to, you know, use some of the stories out of the Bible, and that's it. And so there are so many men and women who are silently suffering that are, you know, may have been in church and no longer are in church. They may have walked away because they tried to come to the church to find healing but was not able to because you do have people in leadership positions who are guilty of being abusers, who are, are guilty of taking advantage of men and women, young girls and young boys. And it, it's, it's a crying shame, and it's very hurtful that the very place that's supposed to be our house of refuge has sometimes been the very opposite of that. And I'm not saying every ministry is like that, but we all know that there are some ministries that are like that. They're not even close to being a house of refuge. It is the totally opposite. It's a house of contamination, and it's a house of, de- uh, of damnation. 
I mean, I hate to say it, but these are the days that we're living in. And and not even that. It didn't just start today. This is something that has been going on for years. And it just really boggles my mind whenever I hear of individuals, whether they're in leadership positions or not, who have been hurting young girls generation after generation. Like, why is this man still walking around? Why hasn't anyone held him accountable? Why hasn't anyone spoken up for these young girls who have been taken advantage or assaulted by this man? And it just really, it really makes me upset. And that's why I have became so passionate just talking about this, especially in our churches. And and. It has been difficult, or it was difficult the very first time I told the story, and it was even more difficult to even get this brought into, you know, churches. And I'm just talking about locally. Whenever I took the initiative to offer some education and resources that are available within the community, it's like churches are afraid to speak up. They're afraid to be um, open-minded and to just allow a program that will help your congregation and I do not understand it. I mean, we open the doors for everything else, but we're talking about bringing healing. We're talking about holding people accountable for the decisions or the bad decisions, bad choices that they've made against other women, men, and children. I mean, we're supposed to be the ones protecting, you know, women and children especially, but when it comes to something of this uh, you know, it, it it just really disturbs me, and it makes me wonder, like, okay, so what are we doing? And so when I started One Touch Transformation, I made it my business to get into as many churches as I could to just have this platform available because I know that there are so many who are still suffering silently because they do not have a safe space can speak up and say, me too, or it happened to me. And I'm grateful that God has given me the strength to even talk about it, to share my story, and to help others. Now, I I did take a year off last year to kind of get myself together and just enjoy being a survivor because I had had worked hard eight years helping others, spreading the awareness, um, going and sharing this and that, and, and, you know, giving all that I could. So I decided to take a year off just so that I can regroup and get myself together mentally and emotionally because, yes, of course, I I have to recharge. I, I have to make sure that I am taking care of myself because if I'm constantly pouring out, then I'm becoming drained and I'm not able to help myself. And so I'm grateful that I did because, had I not done that, who's to say I would have gotten married? So all of that worked out. But this year, is I know it's time to get back to work because there are people who still need help. There are people who still need to find their voice and know that they can make it. Someone else, someone new needs to hear my testimony. They need to know that, hey, I made it. Healing is available for you. Freedom is available for you. Like, God doesn't want you to live in bondage. He doesn't want you to live down and out. He doesn't want you to live just shut down. But, no, God has a plan for you. God wants someone to hear your story. We've all been through some things, and not necessarily traumatic experiences, but God uses all of our testimonies to help the next person because there is someone out there who needs to hear what you have gone through or hear what God is about to bring you through. We carry so much 
we carry so much daily and just try just try to, you know, live a life of peace and a life of, of prosperity and a life of, of freedom and abundance. But we cannot live that way if we're constantly carrying things. And and that's gonna take me right into what I'm gonna talk about tonight, which is heavy lifting. Yes, heavy lifting. We've been doing a lot of heavy lifting, carrying things. And and it's been holding us back and holding us down. We've we have an overload of things that we just do not need to carry. And it's like we choose to carry these things when God told us we didn't have to. We don't have to carry all of these burdens. We don't have to carry these problems. We do not have to carry this this weight. But we choose to carry it instead of giving it to God. We have a comforter. We have a helper. We have someone who is willing to take the load off. We have someone who's, you know, who's standing there and it's like, hey, you don't have to do this heavy lifting. You don't have to carry this on your own. Look, I've got you. But it's not until we, we reach that mentality and actually give all of our burdens to God, let him lift it for us. Let him lift our heavy burdens and so that we can live a, a life of freedom and a life of abundance, a life of, of, of happiness and joy and peace. Like we can exchange all of these heavy burdens for everything else that God has for us. But until until we learn to, to just lay it down and let him lift it, we're not going to have that life of peace that we want or that joy. But we have to allow him to just take all of our burdens. Let's give it to him. There is no need to carry it. We've been carrying it year after year. A new year comes in, and we're still carrying the same old burden, same old sad song. And you get so close to just, okay, let me just uh, let me put it down just a little bit. And sometimes we put it down and not and don't give it to him, and we go back and pick it up. Why do we do that? It's, it's as if we get so comfortable with carrying this weight that it becomes a part of us. And so we develop this habit of just setting it down temporarily, and then we'll, you know, go back and pick it up. But we can't do that, not if we want a life of, of abundance. In the life of abundance, of abundance, that's when we can experience that, that, that peace and that joy, and he gives us the strength. And so it's not like whenever he takes away that burden, he's not going to leave us empty. That's when we, he restores us with the joy of salvation. Like, he's not going to leave us hanging. I, I promise you, God is not going to leave you hanging. We might, we might leave our friends hanging, our families hanging, but one, one thing that we can count on is just God's faithfulness. He told, he told us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. So that lets us know, like, he's always going to be faithful. He's always going to be loyal. He's always going to do his part. And so he's just saying, hey, just, just give it to me. I'll bear your problems. I'll bear all your struggles. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have a life without problems, without hard times, without tribulations, without trouble. We're going to have those hard times, but it doesn't mean we have to carry it 24-7. We don't have to carry it every day. Whenever we take on these things, hey, just go ahead, kindly pass it on to God, let him lift it. <laughs> Just let him take over. And so as I was thinking about, you know, heavy lifting, thing that I also do, um, my second job is I'm a uh, fitness trainer. And um, I, I train on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I have about four clients. And before before I became a trainer, I was actually training with the master trainer. And so 
that first year that I started training, you know, you start off with little weights at a time, and as you continue and as you progress and as your muscles grow, you're able to take on more weight. And so I'll never forget that I was um, leg pressing about 250 pounds a day, and, you know, it was so empowering. I was like, yeah, I got this. My legs were strong. Then I was squatting um, 200 pounds, 250, and I'm telling you, it was an amazing feeling. And if we if we kind of spend it on the other side, you feel better, you know, when the weight feels lighter. So when we allow God to lift the weight, we have we can live, uh, you know, freer. It becomes light, but that only comes from God. That strength only comes from God. And so those things that often or that would normally seem so hard to carry, it's like, oh, that's lightweight. You're just gonna give, you, you give it to God. Whether it's lightweight, heavyweight, God said, I'll take it all. He'll take it all. And so we have to just make sure that we keep in mind and just know with assurance that God will carry it for us. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. We carry so much, you know, mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically, <laughs> but I'm not going to get into that. But we carry so much weight. And for what? And we don't even have to. That's the thing. We lift these things and carry them, and we don't even have to. It's not even necessary. But we've gotten so used to it that we feel like we have to. But we, we really don't have to. And if you really think about the the lyrics to the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, like if you really think about it, because, you know, Jesus, he is a friend. He is a friend. And if we know anything about true friendship, we can always go to our friend when something is, is burdening us. We can talk to them. Like we should all have at least one friend that we can confide in. And when we can't confide in our, you know, physical friends, we can always go to Jesus and confide in him. And so the lyrics said, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and grief to bear. So this hymn is telling us, like, look, he'll take all your sins. He'll take all of your grief. That's what a friend does, and that's what kind of friend he is. Like I said, he is not going to leave you hanging. It goes on to what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. So we can take everything, big or small, whether it's important to you or if it doesn't seem important to the next person, it does not matter. It says we can carry everything to God in prayer. Everything, that covers every single thing. That's why I said you do not have to carry this. We do not have to, but we choose to. And it goes on and said, oh, what peace we often forfeit. See, that's when I was talking about that peace. If we were just to give it all, give it over to Jesus, take it to him, we'll have peace. He said, I'll keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. So that means everything that is bothering me, everything that is distracting me, everything that is holding me back, everything that is trying to steal my joy, everything that is trying to keep me to keep me quiet or, or you know, block my voice, keep me silent, everything. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. So don't throw away your peace. Don't throw it away for you. He, he wants to give you peace. This has nothing to do with anyone else. 
But you got to go to God in prayer. And said, oh, what needless pain we bear. Needless. We don't need this. You don't need this pain. I know there are several things that just cause us pain. But it's needless pain. I don't know anybody who just enjoys pain or anybody who's, who's just requesting for pain. Not me. But the, oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. It's our fault. It is our fault that we continue to carry these things because all we have to do is give it to him. It's our fault if we can't get the peace that we need. We're forfeiting the peace. Nobody is making you carry these things. Nobody is making you do this. Because he said, hey, I'm your friend. This is what I'm here for. So it is. It's a blessing to have someone in your life. We know we have Jesus, but it's it's a blessing when you actually have someone who's willing to come to your rescue, who's willing to take on your problems, who's willing to take on your burdens. And that's what Jesus is for us. He is the one. He is the one who's the only one that can take care of everything. We might try to turn to friends, and friends can't always be there. We can always count on friends, even though they might say, hey, I got your back. I'm always there for you. You can count on me. I'm there through the thick and the thin. But that is not always guaranteed because we're all humans. We all have other responsibilities. Um, Some of us have some extra things going on. And it just might be a time when your friend can't be there. But one thing that is for sure is Jesus, and he gives us that assurance every single time. How do I know? Well, we've we've got the scripture to back us up. We've got the scripture. Uh, One scripture is um, Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us. So right there, he's telling us, you know what, lay it down. I don't care what it is, whether it's sin, if it's weighing you down, if it's holding you down, holding you back. Lay it down because it's going to beset you. It's going to hold you back because he he doesn't want you to be bogged down with everything that's going on. And we know that there's a lot going on. There's always a lot going on, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our, our just our circle in the world itself, because we can get so distracted even by the things that are going on in the world easily upsets us. I mean, there's so much to be upset about. It really is when we think about it. All we have to do is turn on the news and something will make us upset. But we can't allow that to, <clears throat> excuse me, we can't allow that to beset us. We can't allow that to hold us back because, you know, Jesus said, hey, still just lay it aside. Lay it aside. Like, because how are you going to run if you have something weighing you down? Not saying that it's, it's not possible because it is, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. Now, granted, um, those who are training, like, for marathons and and 5Ks and 3Ks, 10Ks, sometimes they might um, train with weights on their legs. But when it's time for the actual marathon or time for the actual race, they're not running with those on. Why? Because it's going to beset them. It's going to set them back some because it's, it's a little heavy. 
and it's, it's weighing at them, weighing at their feet, and it's causing them not to reach the time that they want to reach. And so it's the same way with the things that are going on in the world. Like we don't want to get so indulged and so caught up with everything that's going on. I know that we are human. I know that we're going to get distracted sometimes, but we can't allow those distractions to hold us back. We can't take it on. That All that is is it's adding on to the weight, and we don't need that. We don't need that. And so also when we look at the scripture, 1 Peter 5 and 7, 1 Peter 5 and 7, it says, cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. We say cast all your cares or cast all your burdens, whatever it is, your struggle. But cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's simply just saying, hey, give it to me because I care. I care. So we can cast all of our cares on him simply because he cares that much for us. Like how many people do we know who actually take on every single problem, every single struggle, every single burden, all of our anxiety? Can we really guarantee that there is one person that we know on this earth, whether it's friend or a family member, who is going to take on every single thing? Because I'm certainly not. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not because I have my own problems to carry that I should not be carrying. So you, you're trying to cast your problems, trying to cast it, your struggles, your anxiety on me on top of what I'm trying to get rid of? No, ma'am, and no, sir. <laughs> I know since we try to be good friends. We try to be good friends. We try to be um, good confidants and all of that. But we're only weighing ourselves down even more, and that's not what God wants for us. He does not want for us because he cares too much. There is nothing, I mean, absolutely nothing what we go through, what we're even going through right now, that we cannot cast onto him. Absolutely nothing. Because we can take, again, everything to God in prayer, everything. And I'm, I know it may seem like it's a stretch, but it, when he says, when it says everything, it certainly means everything. And so when we look at these things that we often carry, you know, I, I jotted down a few things that we that we carry. Um, it's only uh, it's four things, but I'm sure there are more. But four things that I want to focus on that we carry from day to day and from month to month, year to year. You know, <laughs> some things are ongoing. Some things are harder to you know let loose. And it, it's not until we just get comfortable enough to like let it go. And I'm not saying forget about everything because there are some things that you can't just let go, but you can't release it. So maybe that's a better word. There are some things that we really do need to release in order to feel lighter because we don't want to live a heavy life. We don't want to live a life of always heavy lifting. But there are four things that I do want to talk about briefly that are often hard to release. And the first one, probably the number one thing, is stress. So we're talking about stress, and I'm going to categorize stress, anxiety, and variation all into one because um, they're, you know, pretty much 
interchangeably. So stress, anxiety, and worryation. So when we think about stress, oh, man, so many things. Uh, you have some high levels of stress, low levels of stress. <laughs> you have high anxiety, low anxiety, and then you have worryation. It's just a, a mixture of just worrying about some things or worrying about everything. So stress, anxiety, and worryation. We often deal with stress in different types of ways. You know, sometimes sometimes we are stressed and don't even realize it. <laughs> Excuse me. Sometimes we are actually stressed and don't even realize it. And it's not until um, we begin to see it, uh, whether emotionally or even physically, that we like, okay, what's going on? Is something is right, not right. Something is off. Um, some people may result into overeating. Um, some people may lose their appetite. Some people may just become so drained and 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 is not able to do anything. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. You start losing weight, and or either the hair starts um, falling out. But I mean, stress can look so different. Sometimes you can recognize it on people, and sometimes you can't. But stress is is serious. It's a serious matter, and if not addressed, and if not really um, addressed and really handled then it could turn into something else because stress can cause, you know, heart conditions. It can cause stomach aches. It can cause ulcers. It can cause other things to happen to you physically that started off, you know, really mentally and emotionally. So that stress, it's nothing to play with. But sometimes stress gets the best of us, and it's one of those things that's, you know, on the top of the list that we carry so often and don't even realize, and we allow these things to stress us out. Sometimes it can be something so minute, and and like I said, and we don't even realize how big we are making it. Sometimes it doesn't even concern us. Sometimes it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with our life, but we see it going on, we see it happening, we're looking at it, we're indulging in it, and it's stressing us out. Well, what's the solution? <laughs> what's, the, what's the solution for that? Look, hey. No distractions and you don't have time to focus on that because you, you've you got to deal with what's going on in your life. You cannot cannot take on the stress of others whenever you're dealing with stress yourself. And sometimes that happens. We continue to add on to our stress, and that causes our stress levels to go up. That causes us to start feeling bad, and it affects us, like I said, mentally, emotionally, and it can physically. It's amazing what stress can do. Like if you ever just research and read on the effects of stress, it will change the way that you think about things and the way that you take on things. Like, uh uh-uh, I can't forfeit my peace for you. I can't forfeit my peace for your stress. Like, no, Uh -uh, because I've got to release this. I need to release my stress. And, you know, and there are things that you can do to help um, release your stress. You have a lot of stress relievers, and once you find those, the things that work for you, then that can help alleviate your stress, and it, you'll find that find it becoming easier to just release those things and hand it on over to God. Like, I, I, I believe God is sometimes sitting, like, just holding his hands out, waiting, waiting for us to just hand it on over, pass it on over, pass it on over, that's all you got to do. But stress, anxiety, and variation definitely one of those things that we carry too often, way too often. Um, second thing on the list, um, our past. Our past. Depending on your childhood 
and not even childhood. Sometimes you don't even have to go that far back, but past mistakes that you've made within the, you know, the past year, five years, ten years, sometimes we still carry those mistakes. We carry the pain of, of what we did wrong. We carry the, the mistakes that we that we did that affected us and affected others and the ones that we love. And sometimes it's just so hard to move past that. So it is it is normal. I'm telling you, it is normal to to carry the weight of the past, or it's no, I should say normal to say that it's hard to release the things of the past. And even going back to um, traumatic childhood, that is one of the hardest things to release. Um, and by all means, I mean, it can be done. It can be done because we know with God all things are possible. But when you're talking about traumatic experiences, when you're talking about um, child abuse, whether it's physical abuse or sexual abuse, or whether you're talking about women or men who have been in domestic situations, domestic violence situations, that thing, it, it, it haunts you. The experiences, it haunts you. The past, it can haunt you. And, and we continue to carry those things year after year. So imagine how I carried the past of sexual abuse for 20 years, 20 years. And I know that I carried it because I never talked about it. It just became a part of me, and, you know, quite frankly, it is a part of me. It's a part of who I am. It it became a part of my life story. So, I mean, I can use it now in a different way. That's the difference. Although I carried the past or still carry my past of sexual abuse, I use it to help bring light to it, and I use it to help others. So, I don't carry it in a sense where it's still haunting me. At least I try not to, and with the help of God, I'm able to, you know, still carry it in that way where I can help others and bring light to it and be a light to other people. But that that's the power of God, the power of God, and it takes it takes the, it takes His strength, it, it takes His joy, and it takes His peace. That's the peace that I have that surpasses all understanding. Because you might have some people that look at me fools like. How in the world are you able to just talk about this with a straight face or with a smile on your face? You're not crying. You're not carrying on. And you mean to tell me that you were sexually abused and you're just talking about like it's without an effort? It, hey, it had to be God. That, I mean, that's all I can say. It's the strength of God. I am not doing it off of my own strength because I never could. See, I never could. I didn't have the voice to do it on my own, but it wasn't until – it was time, you know, because God, his timing is always perfect because he could have allowed me to speak up earlier about it, but I couldn't do it on my time. So it wasn't until God was ready for me to speak up, and although it took 20 years, it I still felt like it was at the right time. And so I was able to release the shame, release the embarrassment, release how I felt so dirty, release the guilt. And God was able to just carry it for me. He He lifted that burden. He lifted it for me and and allowed me to to speak about it freely. He gave me the peace. He gave me the joy, and He gave me the strength to talk about it even right now. So I know it can be done. It can be done. You just have to trust God with everything. 
So when that songwriter said take everything to God in prayer, that carried, that covers absolutely everything. So your past, give it to God. Cast it to him. I don't care what mistakes you have made, the things that may have been done to you, the things that may have been said to you. If you were abused, guess what? You can still give your past to God, and he will strengthen you. I promise you he will. I can't tell you how long it's going to take for you to get there, but all I can do is say, hey, trust the process. Trust God with this. Trust God with this. We we cannot rely on anyone else. We can't rely on ourselves because leave it up to us, we're going to mess it up. We're going to mess it up. So your past certainly can be a burden that that you carry, but you do not have to carry it. You do not. The cares of life, you know, I mentioned it earlier. We 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 are so indulged in social media and what's posted, the videos that come across, the reels that come across, and not all of them are positive, not all of them are beneficial, not all of them are spiritual. But a lot of what we see is a bunch of negativity, a, a bunch of harsh news, a bunch of of heartbreaking things. Like even when we turn on the news, like there is no good news. They might do one story, and it's probably at the end of the news segment. Like, oh, our our person of the week or our dog of the week. I mean, but everything else that came up before that has been nothing but gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, sad, just negative news. And sometimes if we're not careful, we get so caught up with what's going on, and it takes away our peace. It takes away our joy. And we cannot allow the cares of life. And not even the things that are just going on around us, but even the cares of life when it comes to our personal life. Things happen. They really do, but we can't give up just because things happen to us or things happen within, you know, our circle. We can't give up. We can't We can't stop. Things are going to happen. Bad things are going to happen. Horrible things may even happen. But guess what? Even in those times, in those horrible, the most horrible moments or the most horrible things that could ever happen in your life, even in those moments and in those times, we still can give it over to God because nothing is too hard for him to handle. There is nothing our God cannot handle. And we have to recognize, we have to realize that you do not have to carry this. There are some things that will happen and it's going to hurt. It's going to make us cry. And I'm gonna, and look, and I'm not even going to tell you how to feel about it. I'm not going to tell you how to grieve. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. But at the end of the day, I'm just here to encourage you, like, hey, after you've cried, after you've gotten upset, after you've thrown your tantrum, you know, <laughs> give it to God. However you got to get it out, hey, express yourself. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? <laughs> express yourself. Cry about it. Uh, grieve in your own way. Like, we we do have to allow people to do those things because we are human at the end of the day, and we're not robots. We're not machines. We just don't have one feeling or have, you know, just non-feelings. We are not zombies, but we're going to hurt. We're going to cry. We're going to lose things. But even after we have expressed how we felt, we still can give it to God because, look, there is nothing that he cannot handle. 
And number four, number four, sin, sin, sin. Um, too much is probably not talked about whenever we're talking about sin because nowadays everyone is just kind of living their best lives and it just seems like almost everything is accepted, tolerated, and everything is just thrown out. But at the end of the day, we know that sin is still wrong and it is there's only one there's still only one way to God. And in order for us or in order for yeah, in order for us to live a fruitful life I mean, there's no other way around it, you know. Uh there's no other way around it. We we can't live a life of sin and expect um you know, eternal life for one. We can't expect to reign with God and we can't expect to have a fruitful life. Not if you're just living a life of sin, a, a, a life of darkness. It's one thing to, you know, mess up, to make a mistake, but it's another thing to live a life of sin because we know it's a, a just man will fall seven times, but we get back up. So there is a difference from sinning and, you know, living a life of sin. We're going to make mistakes. We will until we die. But if we want God to to take away our sins and if we want to release our sins, we know what we have to do. We have to confess our sins. And he is just and faithful to forgive them. So for everything we have, there is a remedy or a solution for it. We, no excuse, but like there, there's really no excuse for there's no excuse for anything, and certainly no excuse for sin. And if we do not, you know, do our part as far as you know, at least talking about sin, we're doing our brothers and sisters, believers, non-believers, an injustice. But is sin is just simply transgression of God's law. So whenever you are transgression, God's law going against it, <laughs> just breaking his law, then we are we are in sin. So like I said, we can release our sins to God. God would take away our sins, and we simply just confess our sin. Confession is good for us. I mean, we're, uh, I don't know anyone who's perfect. No one is perfect. And so that's why he allows us to confess, and and he lets us know, like, look, if you tell me what you've done, even though he already knows, because God knows everything, but if we sincerely and remorsefully confess, he is faithful. That means he'll do it every time. Now, I'm not, and, and, and please do not use that as a license to sin, just because we know that God has grace, shows his grace and have mercy upon us. It's not giving us a license to live any type of way or to live a sinful life because that that's not what he meant. But he did say that if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins. And guess what? And he'll cleanse us from all, A-L-L, all unrighteousness, everything, everything that we have not done right. And that covers, you know, even the things that are not a part, a part of the law, just do it well when you know to do well. You know, they're simple things. 
there are some things that people, you know, they may not label it a sin, but if you know better and you choose not to, you're sinning. Like just doing good whenever you can and you know to. Just being trying your best to live a righteous life. I'm not saying we have to live a perfect life, but we're striving for perfection every day. We're striving. Why? Because one day, I don't know about you, but one day, I want to be able to, you know, live forever. I want to, you know, hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And if we do not confess, if we do not repent, Everyone should repent daily. If we do not confess our sins, if we do not repent, then we can't expect to hear those words. It it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the denomination. Sin is just sin all across the board. But it's one of those weights that that we carry. I don't. You know, some people like to classify sin, but sin is sin. Little sin, big sin. No, but people will be so quick to classify sins. And one reason they classify it is, you know, kind of take the heat off of what they're doing, if we're being honest. Oh, my sin ain't as worse as yours. I'm, I ain't doing all that. But you're still sinning, <laughs> okay? At the end of the day, you're still sinning. So uh, who's worse? You're both in the same shoes. So those four things, stress, our past, the cares of life, and sin. He tells us to lay it aside. Because it will beset us. It will slow us down, all four of those things. And some more that I may not have called out. I'm pretty sure you can think of some other things that are weighing us down as people, and especially as people of God. And we have to make sure that we are capable of building up his kingdom. And we can't build up his kingdom if we are weighed down. And so that is one primary reason why he tells us, like, look, you don't have to carry this. I need you to fulfill your purpose and fulfill the destiny that I have for you so that you can help build my kingdom. But you can't do this if you're weighed down. We can't move if if we're weighed down. So tonight I challenge you to to really think about this, that you are holding on to, that you are carrying, and it's weighing you down. And I want you to pray to God that he helps you to release these things, whether it be uh, stress, whether it be anxiety and variation, your past, cares of the world, cares of life, or sin. Tonight, I want you to make a decision to just say, you know what, I've been carrying this long enough. I've had enough. Enough is enough because you will reach a breaking point when you've carried all that you can carry and realize that you cannot go on. There will come a time when you finally realize that what you are carrying are too is too heavy, and you cannot live a life of abundance when things are too heavy. So tonight I ask that you pray with me that God would give you the strength to release those things that are weighing you down, and if it's sin, I want you to confess those sins, release those sins, repent, because God is standing there. He is faithful. He is faithful to you, faithful to all of us every time, and he's ready to forgive you. He's ready to forgive all of us of all of our sins, and he's ready to cleanse us. So we want him to cleanse us and wash us so that we can release all of these sins so that we can live a life of purity, a life of excellence, a life of righteousness, and a life of peace and joy and abundance. 
And so we're going to pray tonight. And if you if you are ready to release those sins, if you're ready to confess, I want you to pray with me. Father, we come to you, and, God, we ask of your forgiveness. God, we ask that you forgive us for all of our wrongdoings. God, forgive us for everything that we may have said or done that may not have been pleasing in your sight. And, Father, we ask that you wash us, cleanse us, purge us, and create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Lord, we believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Your Bible, your word declares that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. Lord, we believe tonight and we want everlasting life. Lord, we desire to hear your words. It says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But God, we know we can't hear those words unless we release our sins. And so, Lord, we ask that you take away all of our wrongdoings. And, God, we also ask that you help us to release all stress, all worryation, all anxiety from our lives. Lord, we know that it may not seem easy for us, but you tell us to take your yoke, for your yoke is easy. So, God, we ask that you release that from us tonight. God, we release all stress in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you release our past. Free us from our past in the name of Jesus. Help us to realize that your way is better, that your way brings about peace, that surpasses all understanding, that your way brings joy, and it brings the strength that we need. Lord, we ask that you help us to release the cares of life. Everything that seems to disrupt us, distract us, causes us to become indulged in the wrong things and the negativity, God, we ask that you release it right now. Help us to let it go so that we may focus on the plans that you have for us. That we will that we will focus on what you have for us, the past and the directions. And Lord, we ask that you help us to release every sin, every wrongdoing, everything that is not of you, so that we can live a life of abundance, so that we can live a life of peace and joy. Lord, we thank you for being so faithful. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Lord, we thank you for this moment and this opportunity to even call on your name. And, Father, I ask that you bless every listener, wherever they may be, whatever the need may be. God, I ask that you meet every need. God, I pray for every family member of the Purpose Kingdom Network. God, I ask that you touch them and their entire families. God, continue to bless them. Help us to do the work that you have set out for us to do. Lord, bless those who are sick, those who need a healing even right now. God, I ask you to touch my body. God, I ask you to strengthen me from the head to the toe. God, I ask you to bless all of those who are in the education field. Bless all the administrators. Bless all the staff, the teachers, um, assistants. God, we ask you to touch even the students. Lord, do what only you can do. Lord, we, we still believe in prayer. We still believe in your power. We still believe that you can you can change everywhere. Go with us inside the classrooms. God, we pray for those who just need you right now, those in office and authority, those who are making decisions. God, we just thank you so much for just being who you are. We bless your holy name for you are good. You are worthy of all praise. 
We thank you, we love you, and we honor you. All these blessings we ask in your name. Amen, amen, amen. All right, at this time, we're going to have announcements for Purpose Kingdom Network. All right, all right. Outstanding, outstanding. And uh, if you have uh, just rededicated your life or dedicated your life to Christ, uh, the next step, you know, we suggest you do is you find a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary that will nurture you in the word of Christ. And if you can't find that sanctuary, well, we're here almost each and every night that we can broadcast. So uh, real quickly, I'll just go ahead to the announcements. This is the Product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's broadcast, no matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or via phone. We greatly appreciate your support and your listenership here at Purpose Kingdom Network. And we also appreciate those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And anytime you want to talk to our host, you can press the number one, and we'll get you in so you can speak to our host. All right. And uh, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make our major announcements on that social media page. Also, we do have a media page on Instagram and Twitter, which is at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, and uh, we do have a radio network, which is PKN.com. Uh, feel free to listen to Music of Inspiration 24 hours a day. Please check it out. Uh, also, um, we do have archive shows where you can go to also at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. All you need to do is type in the host name or the show name. You can listen to that in its entirety and at your convenience. And uh, tomorrow evening, with God's one God's blessing, we hope you join us for a rebroadcast of one of our archive archive shows. So please feel free to check it out. That's going to be at the 9 p.m. hour. With God's one God's blessing, you'll be able to join us at the 9 p.m. hour. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements for tonight. And uh, Minister Colvin, a uh, great show. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm going to turn the show back over into your hands. All right. Thank you, Brother Rob. Thank you so much. Um, so to close out, um, there was an article that I read, and it was written by, um, let me make sure I give this person the credit. So it was a um, faith-based article. And um, the website is on Gaston Gazette, and the title of it is Cast Your Burdens on Jesus Because He Cares for You, and it was written by the Reverend Annie Shear. And there's a portion at the bottom that I would like to share just to encourage, you know, believers, non-believers, those who feel like they are doing the best that they can, because trust me, I know what it's like when it feels like you're doing, you're doing what's right. You, you feel like that you're being that good citizen, you're doing great deeds, but still things happen. I remember reading a book that said um, it was entitled Bad Things Happen to Good People, and that is so true. We can be doing our best, feel like we're living our best, and we still suffer, all a part of God's plan. It's a part of life. It's one of the inedible. We, we cannot avoid certain things. We're not the cause. Of, of bad things happening all the time, 
Yes, there are some things that we bring on upon ourselves, but there are a lot of things that we just can't help. Life just happens. And so in the bottom of of what she wrote, it says, in First Peter 5 and 7, these words were written to the suffering saints in the early church who were experiencing intense suffering and extreme persecution, not because they were doing anything wrong, but because they were living out their faith in humility and righteousness. And I don't know about you, but sometimes it can be a little discouraging whenever you feel like you are doing your best, living the best that you know, and here you see others who were just, and not to point fingers, but they're just living any kind of way, and they seem to be prospering. And I get that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust, but the human side of me can't help but feel some type of way or a little discouraged when I'm like, I'm over here busting my butt trying to live for God, and then all of this got to happen. Why I got to go through this, you know? And it says, but they were living out their faith in humility and righteousness. Uh, it said, Peter wanted them to know, this is the part here, Peter wanted them to know that no matter what you are going through, all of your worries and anxieties can be thrown on the Lord because he cares for you. David encouraged the same type of commitment in Psalm 52 and 22 when he said, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. So no matter how intense it may get, no matter how hard, how long, we can still cast it upon the Lord and he tells us, he will sustain you. So we have a sustainer, y'all. We have a sustainer. You know, God has been keeping us all these years, and even with everything that's going on right now, I mean, there's a lot going on. But we can honestly say that God is still a keeper. He's still a keeper. He's still a healer. He is still a deliverer. He is still our Savior. He's still faithful. He is still just doing exactly what he said he would do, and he is sustaining us. We've had some, you know, some tough times. We, we may not have been suffering extreme persecution, but we have suffered some. We've dealt with some um, things. But through it all, through it all, we can honestly testify and say that God has still been our sustainer. And, you know, while, while we can live, you know, this, this free life and while things are as good as they are, let's continue to, you know, let's, let's keep that mentality and 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 keep keep the faith of course and knowing that we can still cast our burden upon him no no matter how how hard it gets and and I can honestly say I can't speak for everyone else um God has you know he's been good to to me and my family he has been keeping us and sustaining us and I know we we're dealing with inflation we're dealing with these high gas prices we're dealing with these High egg prices, oh, my goodness. I've never seen eggs cost so much. They're like a delicacy now. <laughs> but I can say, like, I'm not going to complain because God is sustaining us, and he still allows us to purchase groceries. So I, I cannot complain. I'll just just tell them thank you. <laughs> so I, I, I'm trying to, you know, at least get in a habit. Like, I see the prices, but... God, still thank you. Thank you for being a provider. Thank you for sustaining us, for keeping us and making it even available for us to, you know, still purchase it. So 
just keep that in mind. Bad things do happen to good people. We're going to go through some persecutions. We're going to go through some hard times. But it's not because we're doing anything wrong, but we're still living out our faith and humility and righteousness. So do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged when bad things happen because we can still cast it on to God no matter what, everything. So that's going to do it for tonight. I appreciate all of you who tune in and listen, whether you listen online or called in. Hope you're able to return back tomorrow night to get some more good word and some encouragement. So um, thank you. Thank you so much um, for tuning in, and I pray that you enjoyed the rest of your week. Be encouraged. Please be encouraged. And stop carrying all of this unnecessary heavy weight, all right? All righty. Y'all have a good night. Jesus lives. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.